everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth, Oh, Michael Damiani. How's it going? And Brandon Jones. What's up? Little behind the scenes, little information. We are recording this on the night of the U.S. presidential election. It has not been decided yet, and it is affecting our moods, <laughs> and it is affecting how long this podcast will probably run, but we're going to do our best to remain professional and do a good job. Talking about video games. Give me game news, Kyle. Give me game news. Okay, well, gimme, gimme, gimme. Jones, I'm a little afraid. Before that, we got some business to do right. with a pr- prove it t- t- ticket. Okay. Uh, Blood, go ahead and roll that die. Number two, Damiani, Ooh. you get the prove it ticket. This is prove it ticket level one, so it can only be used for a prove it. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, Jones, let's start corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Uh, the lime green 3DS XL is not Luigi colored. It's lime green, and Luigi is not lime green. <laughs> Ghost Recon Phantoms is the most recent Ghost Recon, and that was released in 2014. I did mention that. I just didn't remember the actual name of it. There are five Tomb Raider games without Tomb Raider in the title. Uh, I don't know if I count that correction as a correction. Because mm. how could it be a Tomb Raider game if it doesn't have Tomb Raider in the well, title? Like the two Lara Croft. Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris and the, the mm-hmm. other escaping mines. Lara, Lara, Lara Croft Go. Yeah, right. those, can't, those Lara can't Croft count. Temple of Light. It's, it's not a Tomb Raider game if it doesn't have Tomb Raider in the title. But I wanted it is funny though because some of those games are more Tomb Raider-y than some of the Tomb Raider games. But. Burn. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, oh, I do have to clarify how the Prove It ticket works. Uh, if it becomes level two, you can use it on Take It Back, but you can also use it on Prove It. It, it yeah. retains the powers of level one. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody's clear on that. Uh, and correction music, please. One last order of business. Uh, just so everybody knows, the Shrek curse has been broken. Officially. It's been much like Love's True Kiss. Uh, Huber, at the end of last, week, last week's podcast, ended the Shrek curse. We don't have to deal with it anymore. It's over. Jones is extremely happy. I'm very, very happy. Yeah. I get my Twitter account back. <laughs> you get your Twitter account back. Uh, and now we have to introduce another new segment called Kyle Apologizes for Something. So this, seg- this uh, podcast has a very popular segment called Kyle Feels Himself. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do Kyle Feels Himself. Well, loved and adored by fans. You also have to do Kyle apologizes for something. If you call it wrong, you got to admit when you called it wrong. Yeah. Last week at Paris Games Week, uh, IDOS officially announced that there will be a Hitman Season 2. And I consider this podcast a continuation of GT Time. I made so much fun of the, ro- the rollout, the episodic things, that it would launch with only one mission I was or one world. I thought it was so wrong. And... Here we are, many months later. Jones, you like Hitman, right? I do. I really enjoy it. I have, haven't, haven't played uh, um, Hokkaido. Is that the last chapter? Hokkaido. I've not, play, I've not played Japan yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, loved everything I've played so far. Hmm. It worked out. And it worked out. Yeah. The, the strange business model worked out, and uh, I was wrong. I, I, I Basically, the only part I was mad about was the, it was going to launch with two worlds and the, the like epilogue, the prologue. Uh, and then they spread those out. They said, no, 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 you know what? Just one world at a time. We're going to do it one world at a time. I thought it was crazy. I thought they were ruining Hitman. I it thought was Hitman a risk, would die. Yeah. And it paid off. And so, everyone, I'm now officially apologizing. I'm sorry. Can't be perfect. That was Kyle apologizing for something. Nice. Yep. Oops. <laughs> Forget about that. Okay, let's get into video game news. This week, Mass Effect Andromeda had a debut. And I want to talk about how it was a big kerplunk. You, you don't want to try to figure out if it was. 
you, you've accepted the fact that it is, and yeah. you don't want to talk about what happened. You know what? I got to speed the podcast along. I'm just going to tell the panel it was kerplunk. You I know tell a lot of why. Mass Effect fans who are very excited about Do what you? they saw this week. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Bloodworth says. I just, huh. saw, I just saw those reactions on social yeah. media. You just saw a lot of people that were like, "Yes, yes, Mass Effect." Yes, didn't I'm translate excited. to YouTube views. It didn't. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Uh, you know, it's like two, two something. That's not enough. Personally speaking, I think that was a very bad trailer. Should we just talk about the trailer itself? Sure. Yeah. Jones, what kind of trailer did they reveal this week? Uh, so the, what do they call it? They, they the call trailers it have names. What's the actual cinematic name? trailer? It's so just cinematic trailer. trailer. Doesn't even have like a quotes name after that, like yeah, I don't, I don't New Horizons cinematic trailer or something. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, they 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 specifically focus on a male shepherd, which is interesting because we started they they well they not shepherd a female, but a guy or rider. Sh- oh, yeah, female yeah rider sorry rider um, where we saw a female oh, character a name. In the, I didn't the first reveal and. Yeah, it was just kind of our first introduction to this new world. Uh, I know there's probably a lot of little tiny things in there, maybe like weapons that he's using or things that are affecting him. There wasn't really anything in there that seemed like this is where it's taking the story or that seems separate from anything I've really seen in the sci-fi genre. And I'm not talking about other video games. I'm just talking about science fiction in general. It's sure like enough. the the like one one thing that they leaned on and put emphasis on that was like, I've seen that a lot. Uh, is we are the aliens? Like wait, we're the aliens, and it's yeah. like, well, that's that's been true since Star Trek in like the, the '60s. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't know how much I don't know if that's really your hook. Where it's like that's what you're doing with Andromeda. Whoa, they go so far out that 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 the humans are looked as weird by the other races, and it's like, wasn't that going on? I mean, I didn't play the Mass Effect trilogy, but I'm assuming you know that would have part of basically happened before the Mass Effect trilogy. That was would have been yeah, kind of in the backstory, and ju- and just it it, it wasn't. It was just kind of over. I was like, okay. I don't know if a, a kerplunk sounds like a big heavy thud. It just kind of was just there for okay. me. Like, it looked great. Um, there were definitely some parts. Uh, there's a huge big monster that comes up that, you know, the scale is In impressive. In the sky. Yeah, and the sky end, monster. For a cinematic trailer, there were definitely some parts that I recognize immediately as gameplay. And so it's like, it helps it helps raise the, you know, the excitement of everything. Damiani, what do you think about that trailer? I mean, I don't think it was as bad as you kind of made it out to be. But at the same time... I don't know. It, it felt, even though it was supposed to be like the reveal or whatever, the first like long, substantial part that we've seen of the game, cinematic, whatever. Um, I want to bring that up. Like, I was the most confused when I saw it because at first, someone who showed it to me labeled it as CG, and I was like, I don't, pretty sure this. Oh, because the word cinematic. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think this is CG. Yeah. And then someone said story trailer. And I'm like, this. I don't know if this is all really story. This is kind of this whatever just showing me different parts of the game yeah one of the lines is it's acting like some sort of gravity gravity well well. like what that's not story that's not a cinematic like (laughs) yeah yeah. just threw a line so to me even though it's called cd trailer this was like and i know we saw footage earlier the uh, at the ps4 pro yes thank you yeah that's where we saw that this felt to me like the first real teaser trailer of like seeing stuff in action yeah yeah um they called it they called it a uh official cinematic reveal trailer reveal so yeah compare that to the Red Dead Redemption reveal of two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I guess sometimes it's harder to judge Three. in some of the sci-fi settings how like gorgeous or like you know the aesthetic. They didn't even try. We were looking at characters the whole time. I know. We were looking like, at their masks. That's the thing. Maybe they don't, maybe just don't want to show you the more like exciting locations right off the bat. Like I know that would make for a more entertaining trailer, but you don't show all your best things right away. Like maybe you Rockstar know, does. Well, that's Rockstar because Rockstar can blow you away with like just about everything they do in their freaking games and stuff. <laughs> like you'd be like a Grand Theft Auto, like oh, the city's gonna look cool, whatever, and like this looks amazing. 
This looks amazing. Holy wow! They really wow! They did like the game is they, they go big. They they like swing for the fences over Why there. Why shouldn't EA with with Mass Effect swing for the fences? I mean, they should, but I don't think you mean you're comparing like an open world game to what's going to be Mass an open Effect world RPG you, game. Okay, it's a universe. Open, you're not yeah. like yeah, you got to go to different planets and stuff. It's not like you're going to be on one planet and it's just that one area. You go. It's about exploration and travel. I think it's a little bit different. It is quote unquote the open feeling or whatever you're traveling to different places but I think that's a little bit harder to capture unless you start showing the unique planets like we're going to this world we're yeah. going to this world here are the new aliens you're going to see or something I, I, I kind of did want like I did I'll be honest I wanted to see more of that in the trailer and I didn't get that so I understand like they can't show everything right away I, this is my point basically I know they can't show everything and that's why I found it just like kind of home like Kind of like mid mid level trailer at best Kerplunk. because no Kerplunk is like down here, man. Like this is like ho hum. It's ho hum. Oh, this is ho hum. So blood. Uh, here's what it, I want to make it clear. I'm not ragging on the game. I'm ragging on ragging on its marketing because right, right, the yeah. way this game was revealed first was kind of locations where they just showed like a Krogan yeah. just standing there doing nothing. The year after they did the CG trailer where they're like, hey, Mass Effect's going to have a, a rocket pack, rocket pack, right? Jetpack. Yeah. And then this year at E3 was another weird non-reveal for Mass very Effect. Specific oh, slice, like yeah. Very specific slice, like a very specific moment. And then, yes, some sort of gameplay cutscene at the PS4 Pro reveal. And then this. I just feel like it's been really sloppy blood, really unfocused. Yeah. It doesn't feel special. Does it feel special to you? No, it doesn't. Like, I, I think the thing is, is like... I feel like we see just a bunch of random stuff. I don't feel like the trailer yeah. sets the mood. It doesn't attach me to a character. Like, I guess that guy's my guy, but you know but the thing about Mass Effect is like you don't really get necessarily attached to your guy because you make your guy. You make your guy who it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, you decide whether it's gonna be, you know, a man or a woman or how they're gonna look, whether you wanna go with the Canon Shepherd or if you wanna make your own. And so it really like a lot of the story comes from connecting with these other characters and Everyone I see just looks like, okay, there's a generic Asari, there's a generic human, there's some guy who's got a helmet on so I can't see who he is. So I'm like, who who am I interacting with here? I don't know. Um, and the, But what's funny is they also, at the same time that they launched this online thing to get fans involved called the, the Andromeda Initiative. Yeah. And... The, it's like an ARG, right? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know if it's exactly an ARG, but it's like a website that you go through and you do stuff or whatever. I didn't okay. get too deep into it, but I watched the intro video. That intro video made me way more interested. What's an intro video? It was just like slower pace, kind of like, here's what you're going to be doing. You know, you're going to be a Pathfinder looking for, you know, your new home in the galaxy and et cetera, et cetera. And like, yeah, I'm down for that. Why didn't you tell me anything like that? Really, <laughs> what they should have done in the main trailer. Go to the Wikipedia page for Doc Brown Spider Monster. Just look it up. Oh, look up what, what your trailer needs, and there. That's all. Like, there's nothing. Well, you list what it does say. It's like we're going to a new universe. We yeah. knew that. Yeah. Uh oh, something yeah. happened. We knew that. Yeah. Uh oh, here come bad guys. We're scared of them and don't understand He's them. He's tall. He's right. Th- yeah. Oh, we discovered this thing. We don't know how that works. Right, you know, just all these things. I'm like, uh huh, and, and then now, where's exactly, that part yeah. where it's yeah. the thing where now he's on a planet all by himself, and you have to like cultivate crops to do? Oh, oh okay, or like, oh, now you're multiple characters, and now it's going to, you know, like that that twist, that yeah. other thing was just ex- it was just extremely generic. Give us something to tweet about, uh, like epic generic, you know? Yeah, because um, the sky in, creature in is line, cool. like yeah. it, it do, it's not like it doesn't feel like Mass Effect anymore. It feels exactly like Mass Effect, but. If you're, if you're, you know, again, but yeah, us. but I'd say like, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's generic in the sense that like yeah i i don't specifically know what's happening here you know like the, i don't i don't know who any of these characters on screen really are writer uh, well, yeah right Where, was that name in the trailer no yeah so <laughs> they any, just any of that they kind love of talking about writer it's it's r-y-d-e-r they're so proud uh-huh. of that name and you choose the brother or the sister to be your character. I think you see the name of the the arc. I forget it off the top of my head. Okay. I think I they show the name of the ship. Yeah, on yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of kind of strange. There's supposed to be a gameplay reveal next month. Yep. So. Oh, when is that happening? At the Game Awards. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> do you think any of this has to do just because they're just being cautious about after the the kind of the backlash from? The end of three, maybe, but it's that, weird because it's like they're trying to drum up excitement and and like, I'm a big some... fan of Mass Effect. I'm not really getting it. Me too. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was really into I Mass Effect one didn't like too much. Two I loved. Three was okay. I liked it a little bit more than one. Like one was just a different style of game for me. Like I I know people love that and I, I can appreciate it, but two was what really did it for me. And I got really excited about it because I love sci-fi. I, I want this to come back. I know people are down on EA and stuff, but like yeah. this is the one. And I know people are up on Battlefield right now because of Battlefield One. But it's like for me, I'm not too interested in Battlefield. For me, it's it's Mass Effect. And it's like if they took a break from it. They had they probably learned their mistakes from the ending of Three and all this stuff. They're like they're not going to do that again. They can't do that again. They won't do it again. But they need to like they need to like as everything Blood said was like perfect. It's like make me care about this like make me feel ex- like i want to feel excited like i'm thinking all the dumb star trek trailers i've seen or even the star wars ones movies might not be that great or whatever in the end but like man they get you so pumped up and the stuff trailers. if you're into sci-fi it's like yeah. yes yep. like great characters battles like cool spaceships aliens we'll look at like the last rogue one trailer you know it's like the, we introduced this character apologies if, you know sorry spoilers but like we're like just trailer spoilers but like we get introduced this character we don't really know her in the beginning of the last trailer first well like one of the first lines when was the last time you were in contact with your father what wait what her father wait who's your father oh my god her father's mad mickles oh my god you know and like well, what did he do and now he's working oh wait but he's working with him but he's not or is he, is he alive now what's happening you know and so like, even trailers. in that course of the trailer, yeah. there's questions and now it's you're reaffirming things, but we were not exactly sure what's happening. But we know character relationships, but we don't know where they are now. And we don't know. Yeah, there was I, I had that one shot, it was like a wide shot with just lasers, and I was like, oh, that's the that's the party, I guess. I guess I guess that's what I'm looking at oh, right yeah, now. You're, looking they're at they're your, running and there's party. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really study the art of trailers. Just look at it. But it's tough because it sounds like what we're saying is we weren't really sure about Mass Effect. Saw this later trailer, I guess it's gonna be bad. This game is probably gonna be amazing. Yeah. It's just you, we're like we're we're actually trying to communicate directly to the people that are making the next trailer, you know, that we're going to get in a month, and it's like we need we need to know who these people are. We need to know, you know, Make a little scared. bit a little bit more mystery beyond just space exploration's tough, folks. Like. So uh, <laughs> this week is a very big week for the world of video games because we're seeing two console launches. This week. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, we're seeing the launch of the PlayStation Four Pro and the launch. Of the Nintendo NES Classic. Now, I want to play a stupid game. We're going to do some pointless comparisons between these two things. Because it's an easy way to talk about both very quickly on the same segment. Great. So, between these two consoles, which one has the best design panel? Which one is designed, like, just aesthetically? Which one looks the best? Ooh. Wow. Yeah, well, I'd give that to the NES. Mm. I mean, it's because it's... I mean, they just, honey, I shrunk the NES. I yeah, mean, it's yeah, literally yeah. like the old thing. But yeah, then, but why but is it taking so long? Whole system it's looks so, it's good. so small. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's kind of ridiculously but, small. But, I saw your segment on the live at YouTube Gaming, mm-hmm. and it was like they were they were picking up 
<laughs> the whole system when they're on the controller because the controller cable was so short. Yeah. <laughs> the system was lifting. The controller cables are too short. Yeah, <laughs> really. That, that's gonna be fun. They're like yeah. multiple companies have already announced like oh, whole no. lines of. I mean, that's part of the design. Compatible controllers. Is yeah. that true? Weird. Yeah. Because that needs to happen right now, as it is out of the box. It is nearly. It is going to be worthless in many setups because of how short those controller cables are. Oh, it's yeah. very bad. Mm. So that's why I actually want to give the design credit to the PS4 Pro is honestly just oh. the controller length. Okay. I mean, it's practical. Give, give it that point. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're like, not talking about look. We're talking about design. Yeah, because we're talking about look. Yeah. Like, also, like, the NES already existed, so it's just like they made a mini. So yeah. the, it's the, kind of unfair. The controllers feel great, though. For what? The the NES mini. Are they, the still, NES are, they are they the same size as the original? Or are they a little bigger? Same size, same quality. Just okay. Touching an NES D pad feels so good. Yeah, yeah that, I, that is I was true. thinking about getting just getting a controller for the shove into your Wii remote. Wii remote. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, best price. Now I don't mean lowest price. I mean for what the product is. Which mm. one is priced better? The NES Classic is sixty US dollars. Mm. The PS4 Pro is four hundred US dollars. And if only you could add games to the NES Classic. Yeah. I don't know if you saw. Like they took off the they took out the chip and it's a pretty like, fancy. Like machine unless in there. you know soldering or something, you're not going to be able to. Add stuff like I it's wouldn't not, expect to. Yeah, they're, like, they're doing a lot of to make sure you can't do it's that. Got thirty games in there. That's enough. So yeah, like it's thirty NES games, and uh, well, we, have to, we did see that it is more powerful than the 3DS and Wii hardware. It's a little beefy machine, but it's just doing NES games, so you're not gonna yeah. be able to use that to play like new right. games. So is having it's a, more powerful than the Wii? Yeah, hardware? its innards are more powerful. Yeah, than <laughs> the Wii. It, it turns out to be like a, a blood. I think it's a thing where just buying parts these days, it, it would be harder to yeah. buy parts that are weaker than the. It Wii. was cheaper to buy modern <laughs> yeah. parts. And and get the emulation as close to uh, real as perfect, better than Virtual Console, which is you mm-hmm. know this is much better. But anyway, yeah, uh, I I don't know. I still think fifty dollars probably would have been a better price. But what you're getting with uh, I don't know. I I want to give PS4 Pro. I I think I give PS4 Pro this best one. price. Jones, yeah. uh, sure. In the long run, that seems like the safe bet. Um, cause again, it's not like, is the, is this mini really something, or is the, the classic really something you're going to be playing for like four years? How no, much, it's how much is a working NES on year. eBay? Working NES on eBay. I should have gotten the comparison. <laughs> Probably. I'm kidding. But don't, then 30 don't. NES games I know, on top of that? I was waiting. Yes. That value, dude. Yes. Yeah. Blood, what do you think, what do you think is a better price? Isn't, do you mean value? I think I, I think I might go with, with the classic. Nice. I mean, it's, you're, you're, you're getting 30 games for the price of, you know, one new game. So. And one super nice controller. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the fact that you might have to buy another controller, that is definitely a downside. Okay, so the next one is a really weird one, and it's something I really want to discuss. Best marketing. Which of these two consoles has the best marketing? I wish I knew more about it. Mm. NES Classic, from what I've seen. Have you seen that one ad, the classic I've Nintendo seen, Yeah, ad? they've done yeah. all that. Like, I've yeah. actually been aware of that. They did a little early for it, I think. They did. Like, they did around the reveal. Yeah. Yep. Did that, like, week or two push, and now it's just reminders. Like, it's hey, out this week. It's yeah. coming out this week. Just remember, you pre-ordered it. Like, yeah. they already sold out of it. Yeah, I'd give it to the classic sort of. just because I didn't like the announcement of the PS4 Pro, so. I don't feel like heard much about the ps4 pro yeah right since the announcement blood you mentioned before the podcast started we've seen one ps4 pro commercial and it was that weird call of duty zombies 80s one and i haven't actually seen the commercial i've just seen people tweet about it yeah i haven't uh, seen it on tv at all not a great commercial uh almost non-existent marketing for the ps4 pro probably huh. they don't have the games yet to oh. really do it properly or something that's a fair mm. point like they, they not, can i mean they can show that's 50. not i can't not you know no no because they had the whole press conference and stuff they they 
they also one thing I was, I was saying this thing's coming out real quick and I was at Target and I would think you would put a, like any any place that would be selling a PS4 Pro like stick that thing on a 4K TV yeah. let people look at it sell the TVs and it's not there yeah how are they marketing it is their marketing going to were they maybe worried that differentiating it between the PS4 and PS4 Pro like did it just decide like let's maybe they decide just don't do a heavy push for it because we don't want to confuse anyone just buy a ps4 regardless you know stock it and let consumers pick one the informed ones are gonna go get the ps4 pro Mm -hmm. but just put it up there and like let the consumer ask question but buy it don't do this mixed marketing messaging of hey we got to show commercial with the ps4 now 2.99 and ps4 pro now 3.99 i was like huh I hear you, Damiani, and because I don't know, that could be the commercials that, could be that I do see are just software, just games, which probably, when I think about it, is the right way to go about it. Focus on your game, sell the, the game. The funny thing, though, about marketing the PS4 Pro with like enhanced game footage is all the games enhance their game footage for the freaking trailers, anyways. That, uh, they so, use the highest possible PC footage. That you could that's, ever think I, that's, of. that's what I was trying to get at actually when I meant allegedly. games. Just like, allegedly. What, like, what company is going to be okay saying you have to show the PS4 Pro footage when actually our PC build version <laughs> looks better? So you want us to show off downgraded? Like, yeah, do they have like the games lineup that are willing to participate in the, in the marketing at this time? Again, I don't think you they can't did. Show, yeah. Maybe that's part of it too. Like, you can't show 4K HDR. Yeah, on a TV not, spot mm-hmm. if they're getting broadcast in 1080p. Yeah, All it's right. too soon, I think, for effective marketing like that. Sorry, PS4 Pro, you lose marketing. Okay, uh, which of these two things would you rather buy? Or both, if, if that's the case. Oh, Pro. I have no yeah. intention about well, yeah, classic. Long term really? is Pro. I'm, yeah. I'm getting a classic just to have it for nostalgia's sake. But And then you're going to sell it? What do you mean? No, no, that? I'm going to play it and oh, stuff, okay. obviously. Yeah, but that's that's that'll last me through the holiday probably, and then I'll be done with it. So wait, you're getting a PS4 Pro as well, Damiani? Uh, yeah, it actually shipped. Oh wow! Because I want to play 15. It's the only on only way it. I'm gonna be able to play Last Guardian at 30 frames per second. I hear you, Damiani. <laughs> I'm joking. You. That's a joke. I don't know that. That's not a fact or anything. But it's Please don't it's quote so me. likely to happen though. It's yeah, so close. That's, to true. But that's the logic going on in my head right there. It's just you got Last yo, Guardian. You got Final uh, Fantasy 15 coming out. You do you trust Himiko to get that game running? As smoothly as you think it's gonna run and on blood normal. And as well. I mean, I'm not gonna be able to afford it, but um, if, yeah, it was if there's the one that I was gonna buy, yeah. Got you. Yeah. I'm, and uh, Jones has been talking about buying one since it was announced. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it right away. But I mean, it's I I play everything on my PlayStation Four. So. Jones, we need one in here for our streams. We dude. do. It's true. So we'll just have Damiani bring his in. Oh, okay, good. more, more I'll, yeah, I'll happily bring it in. Other allies are getting it. But I'm trading in my PS4 towards Switch credit. I'm gonna pre-order it at a GameStop probably. Nice. So the, it's yeah, I'm, I'm getting some value back from yeah, my yeah, PS4. Yeah. So cool. it's not just like hey, I spent three hundred whatever four hundred dollars back on PS4 when it came out, announcing another, which is not the smartest thing. So final point of pointless comparison: which will sell better this year? Ooh. Oh dang! Depends Ooh. how many NES classics Nintendo manufactured because yeah. a lot of them almost sold out initial batch. So oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of places you couldn't order them more anymore. More units? Yep. Okay, more units. More units. I'm going to say PS4 Pro just because they probably are making more of those. I think... In the end. I think the Classic might just because it's it's way cheaper for one. And it's one of those things where, like, you could probably go ahead and buy it for someone without them, like, 
even dropping the hint, like it could be a surprise Christmas present. Mm-hmm. It's like I you're not going to do that. that with a PS4 Pro. Okay, yeah. I just see I putting that see thing that. under the tree is yeah. so easy. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, I could see that. It's a, might be a more mainstream. It's a gift real toss to up to me, though. I honestly, yeah. don't, that's why I want to. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I can see this point about being more mainstream, like easy, like just impulse buy is so cheap. But how many are they actually making? I don't, I don't see them making more than like maybe a million of those total. No, nah, I think PS- there'll definitely be more than that. Oh, I mean, they'll be lucky to sell a million PS4 Pros. Yeah, so then I'm like, if, if they made it, yeah, it's like, is PS4 Pro really going to sell that much right away? It's going to be a slow burn probably till you know, they get yeah, to a point where they really I- convince people you need, you really need to be on this, like, you know, at some point in the future, if, they, if ever. I don't know. I'll, I'll stick with PS4 Pro. I'll be the dissenter. Okay. That was fun. That was a fun, pointless discussion, actually. I didn't mind it. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal both those things are coming out this week. I wonder what kind of impact they'll have going forward. And they're both weird. They could both easily yeah. get hamstrung by strange things that are very difficult to predict. Yeah. So, yeah. They're, they're totally weird products that have never existed before. Well, uh, there have been things like the well, classic. No, I don't know, man. I kind of want to go on a whole about? rant about we had that the, uh, well, Not exactly, but with the, that Neo Geo system given yeah. to us. Yeah, no, That's but I think Iwata... Pac-Man joysticks and all that. Like, Iwata made fun of things like the, the NES Classic. He mocked ideas like that. Like, that is such a, like a low-hanging fruit cash grab. He would have hated that, I think. I don't know. They released a lot of games as classic stuff. Yeah, back in I don't the... like talking about like what people would have hated. That's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you all hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime. Oh. I could use a little podcast halftime right about now. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of November: Michael Kazachenko, Mango. iKeyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off of the dealership's prices. If you type in offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Call of Duty, and Battlefield 1. You can see and hear their work at www.sweetjustice.audio. YoYoTricks.com, a tutorial website for teaching people how to yo-yo. To buy yo-yos and learn how to get started, visit YoYoTricks.com or their YouTube channel. Go to YoYoTricks.com slash EasyAllies to get 25% off their top recommended yo-yo for anyone who's ready to start learning yo-yo tricks. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors, and we got one slot open for anybody that wants to take it. Anybody that wants to be on Podcast Halftime. It is yours. Jones, I have two updates to Podcast Halftime. Let's do it. It ain't over yet. Keep the music rolling. Okay. Okay. Sweet Justice worked on a very special game this season, and they want people to know about it. Yes. Battlefield 1, baby. I know. Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I was looking that up. Good. Okay. Uh, Did you Wait, did you do uh, Misha Cause then? Um, No. Oh, yes. Yes, please do that. Okay. Uh, Michael Kozachenko wants everyone... To know that you can follow him on Twitter at Misha Cause, and also apparently we've been say- pronouncing his last name wrong. Oh yes. So is it Kozachenko? It's Kozachenko, correct? Okay, so Mich- Misha. I Koz. rushed right into this. Yeah. Uh, that is at M I S H A K O Z. I'll put it up on the screen so there. So if you've always every week heard this oh. has been sponsored by 
Michael Kozachenko, and you wanted to know who that person Kozachenko, is. Kozachenko, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, follow that person at like Kozy Kozachenko. Yeah, Kozachenko. Yeah. Ooh, Kozy Kozachenko. Yeah. And that just just demonstrating how what a wonderful person Michael Kozachenko is mm-hmm. that I've been pronouncing that name wrong for so long, and then he finally was like, I should I should say something. Also <laughs> yeah. worth noting, I went to Disneyland this weekend and yeah. bumped into Mr. Devin Gibbs. Whoa, who you'll remember is a previous uh, Easy Ally sponsor and a member of Podcast Halftime. How was that, by the way? Amazing. The guy got out of line on the Matterhorn to come over and say hi to me. Nice. Oh, I was like, what were you? He's like, oh, I was just in line. I was like, you cut, you cut out of line? He's like, I've been on this today. It's fine. I'm like, that's a, <laughs> it's a big deal, bro. Matterhorn's a short line, though, to be to be fair. Getting out of a Disneyland line to say hi to me is about Still, the best that's, that's compliment huge, you can give me. That's yeah. high praise. <laughs> so, good to see you, Bevan. Good to meet you. Yeah. Thanks for saying hi. Cool that uh, you got to do that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I hope Podcast Halftime Music ended by that point. Yeah. Are we still in it? No. Okay. Uh, let's do a little uh, stall for me, guys. Stall for me. I got a fine room. Podcast have time. Here comes Kyle. Okay, here we go. Love and respect. Alrighty, alrighty. So, uh, this is a very interesting question from a very interesting perspective. From a very interesting country. This is from Alexander Tsirnyov. Greetings from Russia. Gaming prices in my country are a little weird. Standard price for console games is about $60, no difference here. But for PC versions, there is no standard price. Most games cost around $30. Some, like Assassin's Creed Syndicate, are $35. Some, like Deus Ex Mankind Divided, are less than $20. And Steam version of Quantum Break is only $10. Hmm. All of those are retail prices for release day. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Russia. Dang. Um, I like playing games on consoles, but since I can only buy two or three PC games instead of one console console game, I almost always choose PC versions over console versions, uh, even if it is worse, like No Man's Sky, or doesn't even have English language. EA removes English from their games to prevent imports. Very funny EA. Um, (laughs) My question is... Wait, but they cost more. That's weird. No, EA games? Oh, I see. They they removed the English so people... From their PC version, yeah, so yeah. people buy the really expensive console versions. Uh, my yeah. question is, would you still be playing games mostly on consoles if you had the same pricing structure in the US? Love and respect. Uh, well, PC games tend to be slightly cheaper. Yeah, they're not that cheap, though. They're yeah, not they're, not that, the they're not that crazy cheap. I guess maybe if you're doing some weird CD keys thing, but I think generally, like, this person's talking retail That's like price. Steam sale. Yeah. Yeah. Off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have to wonder if that's some way of just uh, combating piracy in, in a sense, that, like, they just make it so cheap. Like Apple. Like the old Apple strategy. That, yeah, yeah, that it's not worth pirating because you can just get it for cheap, so. Uh, but it's kind of crazy. To see it so would you do way. it, Blood? Would you do it? Would you switch? Um, would you make the switch? I mean, I'm pretty scattered with how I play games anyways. I mean, I play... Yeah. But I, play, I think, I honestly... I play a lot of stuff on PC, and then I switch over to console whenever. If this happened in the U.S., this would have a huge impact. Yeah. If yeah. prices were that different, if oh, there yeah, was yeah. that discrepancy in the U.S., it'd be huge. Most people would play on PC, I think. Yeah, it would also really hurt the, the console manufacturer... The console game, like, the exclusives and stuff. Like, the price variance like that... There's no way those AAA games are coming on 30 on consoles either. Right. Like so like Last cru- Guardian's going to crush 60 their still. profit margins and stuff. Like yeah. they would. Yeah. They would. Yeah. That would like 
destroy and gut a lot of companies. They couldn't handle that's that. That's true, right? We'd yeah. be done if games yeah, were that like cheap this in the US, would, I guess. This would be devastating. I feel, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. I feel like, in a sense, uh, whether it's the right way of thinking or not, uh, I, I think that there's probably a chance that these big companies see Russia as just kind of like a cherry on top. So sure. it's like, uh, it's like our main markets are going to be, you know, Western Europe mm-hmm. and America and Japan. Russia's just pirating everything or whatever. So, like, we'll, we'll try to sell whatever we can there. But it's not that critical to our strategy or our plans or anything. Because they, they couldn't possibly afford to have that kind of pricing worldwide. Okay. So let me rephrase the question then. Because, Blood, I think that is actually entire, entirely practical and probably the correct thing that is actually happening. Let's say we all move to Russia. Jones, would you uh, become a PC primary uh, game player? I probably would. Again, like what I was saying, it's tough to be like, you know, as an average consumer, what would you do? And like, yeah. I'm not an average consumer, so it's tough to say mm-hmm. like what, um, to me, console is always equal to couch. And I know that's completely irrational because it's like you could just as easily play games on your couch. In with fact, a wireless we do in this very room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't. I like, when I play PC games, I'll play it at the, you know, at, okay. the, at the desk. Sure. Um, uh, cause they stream a lot of them from there, from, uh, from there too. But, uh, so again, that, that's where my head gets, you know, which doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm not a, not the best person to ask, but yeah, certainly if uh, the other thing too, is that I, I think if I was to kind of remove myself from my position now as a journalist, I'd be playing much less games per year. Cause I'd be investing a little bit more. I'm finishing up builders right now. And like, I would, you know, uh, I would definitely like put more time into that, which is like, more seems, time yeah. into builders. I would. I would. I would, oh, I would de- I'd put more time for each chapter if I had nothing to do. If there was no deadline or anything, I saw I had to your meet. village, man. I don't understand. I know, dude. I would. <laughs> I would keep. But all those, all those rooms, all the people were living in, just generic rooms. Just put a cow on the floor and a sconce on the wall, and done. Where I would decorate. I'd be like, "What's your personality? I'm gonna put that plant table over here." Jones, you've gone yeah. above and beyond what it would be asked of anyone who's playing that game already. But I remember for me, like when I definitely had more of like a private gaming life than a public gaming life. Community was a big deal for me. That was like okay. the that was the Xbox 360 for me. Like sure. that was why it was my console of choice because all of my friends owned it. And so like, I think that would be. The, the big differentiator is obviously there'd be plenty of games that would not come to PC you know that like there would be like you Dragon know, Quest Builders uh, right so that would be something that I would you know want to own a Vita or a PS4 for and sure. so it's it's kind of tough where you have that middle ground where it's like well if I'm only buying like three or four games do I want to own eight games and I'm only going to play six of them because the other two I just bought for fun but I'm never going to ra- you know actually get around to doing it um, but that is weird I will say yeah all of the things that I've said that you know might have come from an off perspective like it, I definitely recognize that as being a, a situation that would shake things up where it, yeah uh, we're, we're not experts on how things are, are like in Russia <laughs> yeah well I mean that wasn't the question it was just yeah. like would you do it and I think personally I probably would like the games that dirt cheap come on Why yeah. we, let's just do it um, next question is a game let's do it let's have fun good day allies the game is review blank oh this is so fun Throughout the years, Game Trailers has done a lot of reviews. The scores appear on Metacritic, but the link to the old review now doesn't redirect to the old review. What is still on Metacritic is a small blurb from the review. Below is a sentence from the review, and it is up to the panel to guess which game it is referring to. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. The answers are below. Love and respect, Doug. I've read all of these lines before. (laughs) These are all somewhere in my brain. All right, right? so uh, we'll do Blood, Damiani, and Jones. You'll always have to go last. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Number one. Blank gives you just about everything you were hoping for in a new Zelda game while supplying things you didn't even know you wanted in the first place. Daniel Bloodworth, give me a guess. 
Blank gives you just about everything you were hoping for in a new Zelda game while supplying things you didn't even know you wanted in the first place. Uh, I'll say Skyward Sword. Damiani, your guess? Skyward Sword. Brandon Jones. Uh, Link Between Worlds. Twilight Princess. Oh, oh that's wow. before my time. Okay. Yeah, you didn't even know you wanted it in the first place. Yeah, God, that's Sorry. funny. Because I, I, I thought it was sure it was not. Like I didn't write that line. Control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't write that line, so I knew it wasn't any of the ones I reviewed. I so know I like, that's why you want Skyward Sword. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. I was like, I didn't review Skyward Sword, so that's the only one it could be. Well, <laughs> I forgot. You guys were, you guys were, you guys were around for Twilight Princess. Going back. Hmm. Okay, mm. uh, I'm gonna add a blank to this next one because I think it gives it away. Okay. All right. The atmosphere, the blank, the story, the architecture, and the perfectly tuned challenge all come together to create one of the greatest experiences of this generation of consoles. Once more, Bloodworth. Blank. The atmosphere, the blank, the story, the architecture. And the perfectly tuned challenge all come together to create one of the greatest experiences of this generation of consoles. The architecture. Bloodworth, I need a, I need a pick. Wow. Damiani, do you have one? Assassin's Creed 2. Okay, Blood? Uh, yeah. Uncharted 3? Brandon Jones. The Last of Us. The answer is... Wait, here, hold on. You're all wrong. Okay. The blank was water. The atmosphere, the uh, water, the story, the architecture. Any new guesses? The water. The water. Oh, maybe that doesn't give it away. Ugh. So say it again with the line now. Okay, the atmosphere, the water, the story, the architecture, and the perfectly tuned... Oh, Bios- Bioshock. Yes, Bioshock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think water, that's like water was a little too tips it. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I, okay, and I was struggling to think of that series. That's why I went with Assassin's Creed. Like, oh, like old architecture. I was like, wait, there was a game with like... 30s. I was like, and I kept thinking, I was like, it's not Mafia. What was it? What was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was could the do this all night. This is great. All right, this, I good. love that this That was game. good. Uh, the multiplayer, ha- number three. The multiplayer, <laughs> sorry. The multiplayer hasn't received an overhaul, but considering <laughs> most shooters are still playing catch up with Call of Duty blank, the tweaks and twists make it the best multiplayer shooting experience in the industry. Black Ops. Okay, Blood, do you have a guess? And the blank isn't the game. The blank is about what review this is. I just withheld blank so you couldn't time what year it was. The multiplayer hasn't received an overhaul, but considering most shooters are still playing catch-up with Call of Duty blank, the twists and tweaks, all the way around, make it the best multiplayer shooting experience in the industry. Daniel Bloodworth. Halo 4? Brandon Jones. Um... Well, it'd be a Call of Duty. Just basically saying, I'm still catching up with the old game. I'd say, yeah, uh, the first Black Ops. So close. Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Oh, still catching up to Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah that would be the yeah. safer bet. Yeah. I was even going to say still catching up to Modern Warfare 2. Really close, But, but Black Ops was after 2, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it was the Treyarch, first Treyarch yeah. one in between those. World at yeah. War? World at War. Yeah, was it? The, yeah, yeah, that one. The fire, was World at War. The Flamethrower after, one. After Modern Warfare. Then Modern Warfare yeah. 2, then Black Ops. Yep. Number four. It's near-perfect sequence of peaks and valleys demonstrates how restraint can imbue some moments with increased impact. It's a short campaign, but the multiplayer makes it worth the asking price. The multiplayer makes it's it worth a short campaign. 
Oh, <laughs> he loves it. I know that that's one of the it's lines that Huber hates in a review. It's Worth a the asking price. Has to be. A, is this another Call Battle of Duty Field game? Three. I'll give you a hint. It is not a Call of Duty. Okay, thank you. Because I was say that sounded like a Call of Duty review. Um, I'll give you another hint. I completely disagree with what was stated there. Hmm. Let's see. Played this. The multiplayer. Uh, say the line one more guy. Sure. Sorry. It's near perfect sequence of peaks and valleys I've heard that demonstrates before. how restraint <laughs> can imbue some moments with increased impact. It's a short campaign, but the multiplayer makes it worth yeah, the asking price. That. I need more guesses. I would say a Battlefield, yeah, Battlefield 3 or Battlefield 4. Damiani, you've not guessed yet. It couldn't be 4 because that was Huber, and I don't think that doesn't sound like yeah. Huber. Oh, I don't know if it's Battlefield. Uh, I, I don't think. Yeah, it's not like, oh, that high fall didn't have a campaign. It's not a first-person shooter. I was gonna say it's not Battlefield. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Battlefield. I think it's Gears game. Uh, it's, I wouldn't it's, say Gears has a short campaign. Halo, Halo is Four. It judgment? Gears judgment. The <laughs> answer is. Uncharted 3. Oh, oh that was Uncharted. Wow. Peaks and Valleys. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I kind of. <laughs> Uncharted 3 demonstrates how restraint can imbue some moments with increased impact. It's a short campaign, but the multiplayer makes it worth the asking price. Uh, I'll, I'll, Is that Stevens? I'll, I'll, no, I'll say I know that was who wrote. Probably Shane. I know who wrote. Oh, okay. the, I, when he wrote the line, I knew who wrote it, but. I right. just and I knew it yeah. was a shooter, but I just didn't. Uh, when he said it was in first person, I was like, "It's either, it's either Halo, like, it's either Halo Gears." And I was like, "Was I'm that so really I wish I could pull one of these. I wish I just knew yeah. Right, yeah. right out of the gate. Like, oh, I know. I that, that Unfortunately, we have only one left. After uh, too many damn spoilers. Right. Last one. Here we go. <laughs> Something that plays well, makes you think, and keeps you playing to the end is, without a doubt, worth taking in. Damn, this one sounds really familiar. Something what? that plays well, makes you think, and keeps you playing to the end is, without a doubt, worth taking in. That's sorry, that's too generic. I think it's newer than end. Portal, but it, it sounds like a Portal. It is newer than Portal. But it's, I think it's newer. Something that makes you think. Damn it, it's not like a journey, but it's something like that. <laughs> Portal 2. I like when you talk through this. This is good. It's yeah. not Portal 2. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Not Portal 2. Not, uh, Captain Toad Tra not Treasure Tracker. Though this, these things can be said of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Sure, sure. Without a doubt, <laughs> worth taking in. I like your Brandon impression too. It's good. It's puzzle thinking. Oh. It makes you think. It's not a puzzle game. When they say makes you think, oh. they're not talking about puzzles. Yeah, it's okay. Like, makes you think about life. Mm-hmm. Homefront. Ooh, nice guess, but no. No, it's it's so obvious though. And out of all the lines that you've read, this is one that's like, God, I remember reading that. Worth taking in. Alright, I'll give you a hint. This is a PlayStation 3 game. Is this The Last of Us? It's The Last of Us. Oh. Something that plays well, makes you think, and think keeps I you playing to the end is, without a doubt, worth taking in. <laughs> like, all right, keeps really? <laughs> uh, it's, interesting, it's an interesting concept for a game to keep you playing. Yeah. I can't stop, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a fun game. Thank you, Doug. I could do a lot of those, yeah. I could, uh, I, we could probably do more. Those are super fun. Because I would love the, I feel I would like love the, the feeling of one just like ringing like a bell. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah. Give Joan some easy ones next yeah, time. Some rock band or something like that. Like, and the thing is, 
out of context, anybody's review is going to sound so douchey. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it's just like, oh, those last really, those yeah. last lines are tough. Yeah, I've re- I've like coasted through a script before and stopped on that last sentence yep. for like a half an hour, just like. I just did the whole thing. I don't need a last sentence because I just did it. You yeah. know, like this whole script is the last damn sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh. Well, then, oh. and, and, and I probably, and I probably finished that 30 minutes being like, all the time you know, when like, editing. I guess I just write this. Like, yeah, like even, uh, yeah, even Ben's last one. Like, I went, I went through, like, the first half of it, and it's all fine. That's fine. It didn't change anything. And I get to the end, and like, all right, I got to <laughs> figure out something else to put here because I'm not feeling this. <laughs> So, yeah, but openings and ending. The opening yeah. paragraph and ending paragraph are always like the hardest thing to do. And I, I'll, I'll give you like a pro tip. Uh, oh, okay, story. Here we go. Pro tip. Not a pro tip. A, a cool inside story. Sorry. All right, here I we go. Want, I mean, use pro tip. Feed us. Uh, so one of the best times would be writing my review back at Game Trailers and knowing Miguel Lopez would mm-hmm. be reading my last paragraph. Yeah. And I'd be like sitting there, like I'd be like shit. <laughs> like, like Miguel oh. was tough. And he like turn it in is yeah. like I like that whole like it's either gonna be all marked in red saying try again or he's just gonna like send me a message before he even gets to it going you look and go I'm gonna let you try another stab at that last paragraph before I look at it before you even walk into his office yeah before you walk into his office he'll be like here why don't you take another stab at that last paragraph whoa dude he goes, he goes I think you can do better I think you do better so try again wow always that and then sometimes like, oh, he would They're troll I tr- we would try and troll each other I would do for a period of three reviews in a row. I purposely wrote like a marketing sounding line for the opening sentence, mm-hmm. like "so and so go on a new adventure with blah 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 blah." <laughs> and he let a second review, a third review just wrote back, "You're not working for blah 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 marketing department." Nice. And I was like, "You caught it." I was like, "Yes." Oh, that would stress good. me out, man. Yeah, like something like if you ever try to say like fan of something of the genre or mm. anything to try to say like you will like this just because you are in this group You'd be like get that shit out like nope go back find another way to say this mm-hmm. there's not you're, you're not you're not copping out by saying this crap this doesn't say anything to me i'm cool with that yeah yeah no it's what's weird too is like yeah when i go through different people's scripts and i see like the, the openings and closings be like very similar to the last few openings and closings <laughs> there you go like, you kind of yeah. said that last time so let's try to find something yeah. else yeah nice yeah it's it gets a little too easy to get into the habit of just like i found a formula for the opening well, i'm just gonna dude, repeat it remember like when every single freaking review had a pun at the last oh, end of the first paragraph yes yeah yes. even if you didn't write it somebody yes. would put it what, in there, that, there had oh, to yeah. be a question at the end yeah, yeah and it was usually spun into a pun of some sort because that was like a rule you had to or your opening paragraph had to end with a question challenging the audience like do, yeah, do, i'm cool, or, with, I'm cool yeah. with that but it, Why, where does the pun come in but then it always got rewritten to something like it has to be catchier or something so oh, i see yeah like does it like soar to new heights or does it crash is this, and burn is last of us yeah. an apocalypse yeah. you'll want to survive or is this the last of this franchise you know like something like that oh like, but when is, jones says it it's yeah. good though it's like is this <laughs> is this not, finally not the, to a lot of people who said his comments yeah is this finally we like, stop it the, the zelda puns, of legends we should jones we should have had you read those I'm realizing that now. The reason we didn't get any of that game is you weren't oh, okay. reading it. Yeah, yeah. In my dumb voice, none of that registered. Yeah. <laughs> I see now. Just make sure you get those blanks correct. Mm. Okay, so next over. time, next time we play the game, we'll have you just read Go those. Oh, that'd be okay. great. All right, let's do some bets. Next week's bet: Dishonored Two releases on Friday. Currently, this game is number 17 on Amazon's video games bestsellers list. Where will this game fall next week or rise? 
Jones? No idea. I'm saying 11. Okay. 13. Ooh, under Damiani. Uh, 68. Ooh. Wow. Dropping. After after that it's Mafia 3 under, bomb, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm right there on the same page with Bloodworth. I'm saying number seven, okay, 75. So I'm, at, I'm at the bottom. You're at the top. Yeah. We're taking the middle. Let me lock that in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sniffing a bomb. I'm a bomb sniffing dog bomba. right now. I'm a bomba. Bomba. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, November is way lighter than October was in terms of big releases. <laughs> right now, do you want to know what's number one and number two? Sure. Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. <laughs> There's no space for you, Dishonored. You're well, not... it's going to start dropping since everything leaked. Oh my god. People are pirating it and playing it right now. Do you think there's a podcast out there where they're talking about the Pokemon oh, leaks of course. this week? Not oh, this course. one. Probably in Serbia. If you're coming here for some leaks, get out of here. <laughs> uh, especially not on Pokemon. Well, I mean, stick around. This is like only about 10 minutes more left of the podcast. Just stick around, you know? Stick with us. We're almost there. They're not doing spoiler talk. <laughs> I'm gone. Uh, Jones, we gotta do this live. So ready for okay, this? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare released last Friday. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're looking at the most recent comments on the most recent video posted on Call of Duty's official YouTube account. How many words in that comment? Jones, before you explain, let me tell you that last week you said 12, Huber said 7, Blood said 26 words, I said 12 as well as Jones. Ooh. Now, explain to us the complication here. Uh, so there is a TV spot that is the last file that uh, the Call of Duty YouTube channel uploaded. Yeah. Trick is they uploaded it in ten different languages. Why call it? So the last, the the very latest clip isn't mm-hmm. that TV spot. It's a a version of that TV spot in a language that I don't even recognize. Wow! I couldn't even tell you. Can you read the comment? Uh, I sure I can read the comment, but let's it, see that it's comment be in another language. So. Okay, it might be. It might not be. It might not be. Actually, yeah, you're right. We can count words. Here we go. A language that Jones doesn't even <laughs> recognize. Oh no! So wait, so but it's uh, it's on top because people have replied to it. Yeah, you want to. So it would be the, la- be the latest most recent. recent. Most recent. Switch, switch, the, most switch recent. the filter. Yeah, where's the, oh, wait, top comments. Yeah, oh, there, yeah. We go. there you go. Sure. What's okay. news? Okay. There you go. Oh my goodness, we got a lot. Okay. Okay. Read that out to us. Take the laptop with you. It's in another language. Take it out and uh, read it into the microphone. He can't read language. it. He doesn't know the words. You can't pretend to read it. <laughs> Jones, it's people, French, bro. People listening want to hear you try to re- read those French words. <laughs> oh, All right, oh, here we go. Mean. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Votre jeu est plus la merde. Vous vous êtes pas cassé le coup franchement vous décevez grave! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Vous c'est quoi les la queue arms bola à demonstrer strike corriger tout ça avec Desmi à jour fin et ses mas pas mas perso three millions de dislikes Lucia Trainer! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Sees du jamais vu. Google Translate. Um. All right. Now let's count those words. We should go. We should really Google. We should Google Translate that as well. But count count the words for now. Uh. Well, see, I gotta do it. Well, I can. How do you know something and count the words there? A lot of words. Because you know, like in like French and Spanish and Italian, they have like, like you know, in Spanish, like L something, La something. Those are two words, man. No, is it really? Yes. Do do they count? Does a native speaker count those as two separate words? Is that this one word? They absolutely count those as two words. Ooh. Prove it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. Did it? I'm so proud of you. So. Wild dummy, wild El Gato. Is that two words? El Gato is obviously two words. Here's what I'm doing right now. I'm Googling is El Gato two words. (laughs) Oh, yes. 
Yeah, I know. I know it's literally in our tr- in English. It is the cat. Elgato, but does in, in the native speaker? Do they? If you ask them, words. who English is not their first language, or they say that's two words. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm this not, is the most obvious thing in the world to I me. I don't. Sorry, I, I, I don't know. know how I'm not. Yeah, up. I'm not native, I so I can't that answer that search. for you. I can just answer what it translates to. Okay, well, here's all I can do is I like you know, gato is the Spanish word for cat. Yeah, you know, that's all I can do. It's el gato. So no, it's just gato. It's el gato. Gato. No, gato. It's el gato. It's gato. Gato manchado. I like that. Okay. Gato montes. That's a wild cat. Gato montes. Uh, so I gotta say that el gato is very obviously two words because uh-huh. of the so many. I'll, all right, I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll give it to you. Good use of the prove ticket, Jones. That was, was more for comedic value. Fifty-five words. Oh, wow, boy. Daniel Bloodworth. Do you want to do uh, the uh, translate? You want to put that in Google Translate? Your shit stinks. Oh, I W games. You're not breaking the ass. Franchement Decevez. You serious? <laughs> Then hear what it's there for only three weapons. Adam Masader strike. Correct all her with update. I end. It's not personal, but three million dislikes the trailer. It's unheard. <laughs> it's unheard. Uh, unheard of. <laughs> oh, man. Thank they're, you. They're not happy. <laughs> it's unheard. They're not happy. <laughs> uh, Blood wins that one. Uh, would he win with 53 as well? Yes. Because I don't know if they the exclamation points. I don't know if I counted that. For I would not count those, but, but yeah, he had 26, which was the high vote. Yeah. So high well bet. done, Blood. Uh, so, uh, Daniel Bloodworth, you've brought the Green Lizards to 16. Nice. While the Red Eagle soar at 19. Ka-ka! Uh, Daniel nice. Bloodworth, what you've won with that bet is the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle. You may promote any Easy Allies video you so choose. You get the final word on anything you want to disagree with or reiterate throughout this entire podcast. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. But before those, I must remember to promote... Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Uh, uh, we're doing well uh, because of Blood's Ridiculous Challenge last week. <laughs> it's actually, uh, yeah, there's a lot of new patrons. And, and even uh, what's what's funny is there are like three tabs. There's like the overview tab and, and the post that we make. And then there's community tab. Yes. Which I feel like most people ignore. But a lot of the new people have been popping in there and like, hey, da 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 I heard the thing on last podcast and wanted to let you know I joined up. You know, and there's been quite a few of those posts the past couple of days. There, is, uh, there so are consistently cool. consistently cool things uploaded to the community part of our Patreon page, and it is hard to find. It's worth seeking out because people post fun things to that uh, projects and things and stupid fan art and fun stuff. Uh, yeah, that's where we do our things. Uh, for five dollars, if you're a five dollar and up patron, you get to get this podcast two days early. You'll mostly see it on a Wednesday, uh, whereas most people see it on a Friday and the weekend thereafter. Uh, also, you get to submit love and respect questions at that tier. I think that's pretty much it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. There's more stuff, but that's the good, yeah. That's your entry level. That's your entry level stuff. There is way more stuff that you could uh, peek at at patreon.com slash easyallies. Easyallies.com <laughs> if you want to see our schedule, the stuff we post, live streams, videos, previews, reviews. It's all there, baby. Events. Events. What events? What's coming up? Meet and greet. December 2nd, 6 p.m. Hilton Anaheim Avalon Ballroom. Be there. Hmm, that date or don't seems... if you're out of the country or you can or you afford it, it's fine. That date seems familiar. When is that? Uh, that is the day after the Game Awards and the day before the first day of PSX. Is this that cl- is a Friday. Is this close to where those events would be? Uh, I where Do we know where the Game Awards is yet? Oh, it's here in LA. Okay. Um, 
Uh, so no, it is not close to the Game Awards, but it is very close to PSX. It is within walking distance. If you were, st- if your if your butt was touching the doors of the convention center, you could hit the hill Anaheim with a rock. Don't do that, <laughs> but you could hit it with a rock. <laughs> There's a lot of windows there and people walking around. Nice, uh, but it's extremely close. There's the two hotels right there. I was tempted to have it at the Disneyland Hotel, but that actually is around the corner from. Uh, I've never been to a meet and greet before. What's it like there? We will see. Uh, this is going to be our first official <laughs> meet and greet, and you um, will be there. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not really hard planned. <laughs> a lot of things because we don't know how many people are going to show up. We don't know what those people are going to want to do. You know, we don't we don't want to you know put all our eggs in one basket and have people show up being like, oh, uh, that's weird. Okay, let's see you guys. Like, we really just want to keep it fast and loose. So it's really just going to be us hanging around playing games and and chatting and meeting with people. So if there's something I want to do at the meet and greet, should I keep it to myself or should I share it with someone on Twitter? You or should something? share it with us on Twitter. Okay. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies and you can see the post that we made with the information about that. Yeah, I, I might will, do something to make that a little bit more visible. I will also be putting a video up on our. YouTube channel tomorrow, which is oh, nice. Wednesday, nice. Cool. Um, where I go over the details again, and I mention in that video, please, in the comments, leave any suggestions Got about it. stuff that you would want to do with me and Greek, but that is no, fantastic extremely casual. We basically just wanted to, like, get an actual place, an actual room, that no one will be in for four hours, it will just be us and the allies. Uh, hopefully they don't kick us out if, like, 500 people show up, but yeah, but that can would I, also be I, awesome. Can I just say I'm kind of the weirder on this, that, like, it's like, I know that, like, we probably will bring some games and TVs and stuff, but, like, I wouldn't want to play games at that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, mean, I just want to like just say hi. I've people. done yeah. I've done two non formal meet and greets. Both lasted a little over an hour, hour to an hour and a half, and I had no problem, you know, just chatting with people just by myself that whole time. I but that, but I, the reason I felt bad was because I would I was having a really good conversation with like six to eight people, and then the people, you know, just because of space, like yeah, the people behind those it. people were kind of like, oh, man. Eh. I could just see them kind of like Social stuff, losing interest, man. and it gives me such anxiety. Like, I don't really have a question or anything. I just kind of want to be here, so it's just like I'm excited about you know, like oh look, there's Ben, and they're like yeah, go talk to Ben, and then we'll talk yeah. to these people, and then I'll find you later, and we can catch up. There's no perfect science for for the way the way you a do it. So it works, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. This will this, this is our litmus test for our meet and greets. This will greatly uh, change the meet and greets we do next year because we'll know. You ever seen that show Saving Who's Grace? Be there? Uh, no. I went to a Saving Grace meet and greet once, and it was like pretty chill. Huh. Okay, yeah. good. Is it at the Hilton Anaheim in the Avalon Ballroom? No, it was here. It was like here around LA. Oh, okay, one of those hotels. Well, like, that's where we're gonna be. Okay. <laughs> so go there. Uh, Daniel Bloodworth, <laughs> the the microphone is yours, man. Yeah. Um, and my my uh, my Twitter is at dbloodworth two. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I can't think of anything for a final word. I've been like trying to think of something, and I, I don't. N- there's nothing like super hot that comes to mind. Uh, Damiani's been known to make things up on the spot, which are kind of nice too. Yeah. No, I mean that's 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 great. But, um, oh wow. <laughs> okay. For him, but you know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if my brain works that well on the spot. Um, but uh, but yeah. oh well. Nah, that's not the final word. <laughs> Wait, what was it? What was it gonna be? No, I was just saying like, uh, yeah, just like just because of like, yeah, it's like I want to get a PSVR, I want to get a PS4 Pro, but like can't really get everything right now. So it's like basically, I'm just I'm just saving for the Switch. Definitely got to get the Switch at launch. Making the Switch that like, counts when it comes out. Count that's that's the one one piece of new technology I got to jump on. Uh, even though I don't know what the games are yet, but you <laughs> doesn't know, matter. Doesn't matter. Um, for a video, uh, Brandon Jones and I sat down and talked about Steep. Yes. Uh, I got to play Steep last week uh, at the GoPro headquarters, of all places. <laughs> Ubisoft had uh, a preview there. We played for three-ish, four-ish hours, something like that. And uh, yeah, fun game. And that, that preview just went up this Wednesday. 
And uh, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, I was like, it's not up in this universe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But in tomorrow's universe, it is. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So uh, we'll see you before the next Blood Moon rises.